Welcome to What Am I Doing With My Life with me, your host, Alyssa Desai. Ever sit there just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Well, this is the podcast for you. Each episode will share a different woman's journey, normalize not having it all figured out, give you actionable tips and motivate you when you feel stuck, lost and overwhelmed by life. I am so excited to be sharing this podcast with you and I hope every conversation you listen to helps you to feel less alone. In this episode, I'm joined by Darren Adetossier. Darren started creating videos on YouTube when she was just 14 years old, and now she's a presenter for Formula E and Formula One. I'll let her share all the details of her journey. Darren and I met in 2020 when she actually interviewed me for a podcast, and I've been following her incredible journey since then. I am so excited for you to hear everything she shares in this episode and the incredible moments that show everything happens for a reason. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I really hope you enjoy this conversation and find it helpful. I would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And if you email me a screenshot of your review, I will send you a free visualization track. My email is in the show notes. Join me as we launch straight into Darren's journey. Tell me about your journey. Like, How did you get to this point where you are now? We both met at a really interesting time where it was that pivotal moment between us knowing what we wanted to do and then just like taking those steps. And it's interesting when you say, you know, talk about the journey. I honestly like credit a a big part of it from our meeting that we had together and getting to work with you on that occasion. I obviously shared like a lot of things and you gave me some really amazing steps, which I think was actually the first time that I really understood the importance of kind of the mental strength and clarity that you need to be able to take those ideas and make them into a reality. So yeah, a bit of a nutshell and overview about myself. I am a content creator as well as a presenter. And that journey for me is one which I feel like over the last kind of couple of years, a lot of people have known me for it. But started way back when when I was in secondary school actually and I started a YouTube channel kind of talking about all of my passions off the back of that a video which was not expected actually I feel like this is a big theme in my kind of journey the things that kind of lead me to my next steps are always very random and for me I started off YouTube with the username at beauty by Darren obviously talking about beauty skincare fashion and then I decided one day to actually just vlog my GCSE results day because vlogging had become a phenomenon and I didn't know what I could vlog about because I was just talking about makeup products in my bedroom. So the only thing that I had going on at the time were my GCSE results. And when I uploaded that, it got like, I don't know, like 100,000 views straight away. And I was like, oh my gosh. And off the back of that, a lot of people were asking me for revision tips and study tips and there was like a big appetite for that. So I started making more kind of educational content, which I really enjoyed because for me, I'm like, number one rule, never gatekeep. If you've got something that works for you, share it with other people. So I got a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment from making those videos and carried on doing that all the way up until my A-levels. And then I um, went to university, continued vlogging. But in the mix of all of that, I was having some presenting opportunities, which I really enjoyed. And then when COVID hit was actually my graduation year. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do because the career paths with my degree weren't really 
hiring at the time obviously there were so many kind of layoffs and job changes that happened over COVID so for me um, I kind of had to explore other options and that's when I started doing my YouTube a bit more full-time but then also doing um I was doing a podcast called Industry Insights, which is where I obviously interviewed yourself. And that was really fun to do. And again, doing things like that made me realize what I really did enjoy. And that then led to the ultimate big step of me wanting to pursue presenting. And that started off by me applying to a master's at City University, which I got into, which is really exciting. But then they were like, you actually can't come in this year. The course is now full. You have to go next year. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for a whole year? And lo and behold, I was on Instagram one day and Maya Jama, who is an individual I don't even feel I need to introduce. We all know who she is. Um, And on her Instagram story, she put up kind of like advert for a presenting opportunity for a company called Formula E. And I saw that and was immediately like, this looks really cool. So I applied um, through that and essentially got shortlisted um, and got a job with Formula E doing their presenting. And yeah, that's basically been where I've been at for the last two and a half years, which is crazy. Off the back of that, I've had so many opportunities to do other stuff. So I'm now in Formula One. I do things with multiple different brands, travel shows, um, lifestyle stuff, just kind of here, there, everywhere. So that's that's my journey in a nutshell. That's so amazing. It is so incredible, isn't it? How like sometimes you can have these moments where you think, oh, that that isn't what I wanted. I'm sure, you know, when you were thinking, yes, I want to go and do this master's. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but how did it feel when it was like, oh, you've got to wait a year to actually start this? At the time, I definitely was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like it was... One which I look at now, and obviously I see exactly why that needed to happen. But at the time, and especially I think just where I was at in terms of my mindset back then as well, I think I see I saw a lot of things as obstacles or things quite challenging. Whereas now when things happen, even if it's like, you know, an opportunity that I've had on my um, manifestation list for years, if it doesn't come into fruition, I'm like, okay, it's just not the time or something bigger and better is on its way. So I think, yeah, definitely at that time, I didn't, I didn't know why that happened. And, you know, was kind of panicking a bit about what I would do for that year. But then it's funny, actually, because I filmed a video once I'd accepted that I am going to have like this gap year, let's say, and I wrote a bucket list of the things that I wanted to do in that gap year and like the first thing that I said was like I want to travel like I don't know where like I want to just travel the world and like do these things and then literally ended up getting a job where I've like gone to like pretty much everywhere so it's crazy how everything works basically it really is isn't it and I love that shift that you've just did because I think it's so important sometimes it can feel like all these quote-unquote negative things are happening and don't get me wrong right we all need a bit of a you know semi meltdown or a moan or a vent or like you know upset when those things happen but if we can try and pull ourselves over to the space of maybe there's a reason for this maybe maybe it's not the right time like I've got to keep the faith it will all kind of work out so many more amazing things can happen that we we don't even expect think about the Darren who was applying for the masters and then literally like how long was it between you said you were going on that gap year to then you applying for the formula e 
Oh my gosh, you know what? It was literally in the space of, I think, 48 hours. And that's what I say. Like, it's actually unbelievable how the moment I like made my mind up, I was just scrolling on my sofa, like at home. And I just saw that as an Instagram story. And (laughs) isn't that wild? (laughs) It actually makes me like have sort of like tingles. Like it's so just like, I know that um, the unknown is so, can be so scary. And I know that a lot of people, you know, I speak to people where they just see the future and it feels really scary, but this is why, this is a perfect example of why the unknown is so exciting because you literally went from thinking, okay, well, I guess I've got to accept not doing this masters. Let me go on a gap here and just embrace this. And then within 48 hours, you see that. And it's like, everything's just sort of skyrocketed since then. Oh, I'm, I'm honestly, I am so happy for you. Like, I know you may get a little sick of me saying this, but repetition is an amazing way to really cement things within your unconscious mind. So I'm back again with the reminder that the unexpected in life is what makes it so exciting. If you listened to the first episode with Courtney, you heard me share this and I wanted to share it again because Darren's journey is a perfect example of this. So we're really solidifying that in our minds, okay? I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Going back to Younger You, and I will admit, I watched the YouTube where you announced your GCSE result. Oh my gosh, baby Darren. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you know what? Before I interview anyone, I just like to do a little bit of research and see what I can, yeah, a little bit of stalking, (laughs) see what I can find. Yeah. You know, I I feel like I have so many questions off the back of that. But first one is like, what prompted you to get into YouTubing at, like quite a young age I I mean I feel like that's probably quite yeah. a young age but I don't know yeah I mean at the time I think it definitely was and to be fair I think my age has a lot to do with the fact that I did start a channel because I don't know when we're young I feel like nothing is scary or intimidating and so it genuinely started off the back of my friend just saying you should start a YouTube channel and I was like Okay. And that was genuinely it. Whereas I feel as though, you know, today and as we're all a bit older, if someone randomly was just like, you should just go and start this, it's not as straightforward as being like, okay. Um, I felt like I had like nothing really to lose and I just wanted to have fun. There was no pressure in it. And it basically started because my friends and I, when we would go shopping, would FaceTime each other and be like, so I just bought these new pair of shorts and I just got this t-shirt. And that was obviously like a massive format on YouTube. So saw how I was like really enjoying that. And then, yeah, that's basically how my channel started. I just put videos like that on the internet and people suddenly randomly started to enjoy it. That's incredible. And I think that is such a lovely thing about when when we're younger is we do just want to go for things. And then we almost hit an age and suddenly everything feels scary. And it's like, oh, well, what about this thing? And what about that thing? And like, what if it doesn't work out? And it's like, I think, you know, as you said, just having fun with it. And if we can bring some of that into our like adult lives and just be like, I just want to go out and like do the things I enjoy, have fun with it, almost like taking away that pressure. This has to be the thing that suddenly, I don't know, makes me really successful or a millionaire or whatever those things are we're hoping. I speak to a lot of people and a lot of clients about finding their purpose, figuring out what they want to do with their life. And 
I think so often they can have ideas, but then, you know, the doubt creeps in and they think, well, what if it's not right? And what if I don't like it? And I really encourage all of them. And I want to encourage you too, to allow yourself to try things. It doesn't need to be the thing. You can just try it for fun. And especially if you have an interest in an area, a passion, a love for something, allow yourself to explore that without any pressure. It may be something that you want to do as a career. It may not be. It might just be something you love doing in your spare time. You have no idea where it's going to lead. And ultimately, we never really know what is going to be the thing that leads to our success exactly as Darren experienced. So when that video with you sharing your GCSE results suddenly got like, you know, 100,000 views. Yeah. What did you think? How did you feel? Um, so for me, it was just really kind of surprising. So I'd had some like more viral videos in the past related to lifestyle or beauty and stuff but for me I was just so surprised that people were so interested in that side of things and you know now we call it study tube on YouTube which is a community of like education creators but at the time there weren't really videos surrounding that so I think for me I was just so shocked at how many people then wanted follow-on content from it and Again, I had no idea what that would lead to and that that would actually be my focal point for the next three, four, five years on my channel. And, you know, even that, that's what led to my first presenting opportunity, which was with BBC Bite Size. So I had no idea that it was going to lead to that. But no, at the time, I just remember being like, okay, people care this much about school, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess so many people could you know, resonate with that feeling of like, yeah. it is results day. What, what have I got? Like, you know, that kind of like nervous excitement, anticipation. Like I definitely, you know, I feel like it took me back to thinking about my, um, getting my results at various points. So when you were kind of putting yourself up on YouTube then, did you have a moment when you thought, right, this is what I think I want to do as my career? Or were you still a bit unsure about that? Yes. Yeah, so I remember it vividly. I don't know. Um, if anyone remembers Mac Barbie 07, Bethany Mota, who is like the OG beauty guru on YouTube. I remember when I was following her channel and I think she like got flown out to Los Angeles to do like a campaign or an event that was with a big brand. And it was like one of the first times we'd seen it in the YouTube space where, you know, videos from online was actually then being translated into the media world and there were you know those partnerships and commercial opportunities from YouTube which made it feel more legit because you know if a big brand like that is able to see the value and you know collaborate then I I remember being like wow maybe this is something that could lead to a more yeah a viable career path when I saw that it definitely kicked in with like the motivation to upload more and just kind of post more about the things that I'm interested in and see what would come from it and um so that's what I did and then I think it was when I was then starting to do my GCSEs or my A-levels and I actually found that I enjoyed the balance of having one thing to work on like more full-time and then having YouTube as like a hobby and a place for me to escape and just have fun and do my thing 
I knew that I wanted to do YouTube, but not as a full-time thing. And so that's why I was exploring other options of university and, you know, stuff like that. What did you study at university? So I went to the London College of Fashion in the end. Um, I studied fashion, public relations and communication. However, and again, this is one of those, you know, stories that I just say, like, it was meant to be. I from as young as I can remember, always cared about fashion, loved fashion. When I still go to my family home and like look at the books that I've kept, it's like Teen Vogue fashion bibles and like all of these kind of related books. And I remember when I was seven or eight years old, I was reading this Teen Vogue book and was reading about all the different jobs in fashion. And I was like, I want to do a job in like fashion communications or like publicity. And that was the dream. And then fast forwarding to when I was starting YouTube and I was looking at other creators, there was um, a blogger I think her name was like Erica Bose she was like an OG like blog gal um, and she did fashion communications I believe and I remember like seeing that she did it and I was like well she's kind of doing what I wanted to do and she did that same course and then as I got into GCC's A-levels I decided to then or not I decided I got convinced to follow a more traditional like academic path and that was like a lot of input from my teachers as I say or if you've watched the GCSE video you know that I think I was quite caught off guard by my grades as well so I think I was pushed into a more academic path I was told to like do STEM subjects by my teachers and all of these things and you know at the time being 16 I didn't really know what to you know I thought I just trust what they're saying I don't know so I ended up studying like economics maths biology and philosophy philosophy was like the one subject that I actually picked Um, and so I was actually planning to do a degree at University of Warwick that was my first choice in like management or economics and thankfully I missed my university grade by one mark and I remember when I opened up um, UCAS, I saw that I hadn't gotten into Warwick and I literally remember feeling unbothered, completely unbothered. I went and got it remarked. So, oh, OK, maybe it's just like a like fluke. Let's get it remarked. Didn't change. So I had to go into clearing because I didn't want to go to my insurance university, which I can't even remember what it was at the time. And so when I was on clearing, I was looking for similar courses just because I was like, well, I didn't get into that course at Warwick. Let me find it elsewhere. Until I realized something in me was like, well, actually, you can choose any course in theory. Like you are on clearing where there's like hundreds of different courses coming up in front of you. So I just decided rather than like search up management and see all the unis, I just went through the entire clearing list from A to Z. And as I was scrolling, I said, okay, I could do, you know, international relations. I could do this. I saw the London College of Fashion on there, which I was like, I didn't even know it was on clearing and I saw the exact course that I literally looked at 10 years before fashion communications and public relations and I remember not even I was like um in our family office at home where like my dad was on his computer my mum was on that and then I had my laptop and I remember when I saw it I didn't even mention anything to them I was just like "Hmm, let's investigate and I was reading the course description and I'm like this looks amazing I was like oh my god love this love this I'm gonna like apply and then I saw you needed a portfolio which I never obviously studied like textiles or anything related and I was like crap but I really love this course so I called them up anyways and like asked for a space and they're like so you know we did the interview love 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 okay so where can we see your portfolio and I was like 
I actually don't have a portfolio, but I have a YouTube channel where I've been talking about fashion for the last like three, four years. And then they're like, leave it with us, ask for the links. And then I got a call back like 30 minutes later saying I got the space. And, you know, that was fine for them to like let me in. And they saw that I was passionate about it. And and then, yeah, like I never forget the feeling I had when that happened. I've only experienced it like three times in my life. but It's the feeling of this is exactly where I'm meant to be. It was just so special. Oh, what a story. Oh my gosh. I didn't think it could get better from the, the, the first one you told about, you know, you saying you wanted to have a gap here then, then 48 hours later, but that is amazing. Again, it's just a perfect example of if something doesn't happen the way you want it, it, it might actually be for a reason. And I think the big, the big thing I took from that is like listening to yourself, right? Where you didn't get the space and then you were thinking... I actually am unbothered. And then as soon as you got this, you were like, oh, that feels so right. And I always say that, like, as you've just pointed out, you just never know why stuff happens. And I'm I'm really grateful because not in every situation we'll be able to look back and be like, I understand why that happened. But I'm really lucky and grateful that I have had those instances where I can be like, well, I understand completely. But that's why I always like to share just everything does happen for a reason rejection is redirection like just trust the process and just just see what happens from it like also I'm aware that these are sounding quite big moments like 48 hours and stuff like that but for some person it might be 48 hours someone else it might be 48 weeks it's still the same principle though that it's just trusting in the process throughout and just seeing what comes from it and I do feel like when you do give that leap of faith and just trust, you know, surrender our control and wanting to like make sense of everything and just leave it to the universe or God or whoever you believe in to just do their thing. Great, great stuff always happens and it's the best feeling. So that's how I try to live now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is though. And I think this is the thing you can, you never know what's going to happen. I know in my in my past, sometimes I've been caught up in this thing of like, well, what's the right decision? And there's right and a wrong. And it's like, as soon as I can just let that go, and I'm like, whatever, whatever I decide to do is going to give me something, like whether it's a lesson or, you know, it's going to be the best thing I ever decide to do. And just having the faith that it's always going to work out. And I think those are my like three things I'm always reminding myself is like faith, patience, and trust all the time and I think it was a really good point you made in terms of sometimes it's going to take 48 hours sometimes it's going to take 48 weeks and just knowing it's going to happen it just makes me feel so excited like it really does even on my flight back from Indonesia a couple of weeks ago I was sat next to a girl who was moving to London from Australia and she had a flat line up and it was the best thing ever and then like suddenly the person ghosted her there's somewhere else that could be confirmed that is like her dream and if she were to get this job then like it would be five minutes walk from her new flat but then she was saying she got an offer from this other job that she wasn't so passionate about point I'm trying to make is that she had obviously come into it with all of these well it's fine I'm just going to go with that place and this hasn't worked out. But then I caught up with her now that she's in London and she got the dream flat that she actually wanted for the full period of time. And she got the job and the role that she wanted in that area. Oh my gosh. It's how incredible. It's so, it's a lesson in like not accepting things 
that you don't really want and not just accepting things where you're like, oh, that will do. I think it's just the more we just accept things, and this is like relationships, jobs, the way that we live our life, the more that we accept things that just are not what we want or at the level that we expect and we deserve, right? We're just basically sending out this message just like, oh, yeah, like life can be mediocre. Like I'll have this job that's okay and I'll have this relationship that's okay and like I'll have these friendships that are okay. And there's so much more out there, but it does start with you realising almost like you're worth you know what you deserve in life and then going from there because it's like if you truly felt worthy of an incredible relationship incredible job you wouldn't be settling for this other stuff literally that's basically been like the journey that I've been on for like the last couple of years I think especially kind of going back to what I was saying with like teachers telling me to do STEM and stuff like that I think I actually started off kind of on the path of alignment with myself and knowing what I was passionate about. Then I had a bit of a, you know, detour, roller coaster, trying to understand, and then got into fashion. And then after that, with COVID, which obviously affected so many people in loads of ways, I kind of felt like I had the same detour until obviously, you know, ended up with the Formula E role. And I think in those moments, it's so easy to just feel like, ah what's going on but actually everything just forever works out in the end um but yeah I also wanted to share something about worthiness and I think not even just that topic in particular I think the core of it comes from self-love and I think that that journey is something which for kind of everyone anyone who is looking into it is I think the most important thing of like self-growth and development and getting to the goals like we we prioritize our friendships we prioritize relationships we prioritize you know so many other people we give advice to everyone but actually what I found in particular was that I wasn't doing that to myself and dedicating time and energy into doing that was like the best investment that I've ever made I think I think it's such a good point about it coming from you right and I you know I I think a lot of people are like well, I want to launch a business. I want a better career. I want to find a relationship. And, you know, exactly as you said, start with yourself, like start working on yourself, developing your self-worth, developing your love for yourself. And just, I think that it's like a different energy when you're just living life and you're like, I am worth incredible things in my life. I deserve incredible things in my life, incredible people. I know I'm going to be successful. And this isn't coming from like a cocky, big-headed way at all, no. But, you know, we should be able to have strong belief in ourselves. And that, us having strong belief in ourselves doesn't need to make other people feel like oh why they're they're like big-headed because it's like no like imagine if we all just had incredible belief in ourselves like what I want to do in life I can do and I can achieve and I think we should be lifting other people up so that they also can have this strong belief in themselves but I think yeah sometimes it can you know we almost see someone succeeding and people want want to kind of tear them down which is it's really sad you radiate confidence. And even when I was watching, you know, your YouTube videos from when you were younger, you you seem really confident. I mean, talk to me a bit more about that, because I think it's a, something that a lot of, I'm going to speak for women because I, I mostly speak to women, but a lot of women struggle with. So were you always confident? Is it something that you've sort of developed? It was definitely something that I developed. 
And what I found on my confidence journey is that I feel most confident when I'm doing things that are fulfilling and that I'm passionate about. And it's really interesting to monitor my confidence in different environments with that insight, actually, because, you know, with YouTube for me, I was I've just, you know, thinking you can see my face light up thinking of like putting a video together and editing it and you know I spend 10 hours on my laptop editing with no bricks which I know is not necessarily the healthiest but as in I get into such a flow state because I'm I just love it so much and so I think with my channel I'd always had that confidence on there because I feel like I'm in my element and when I look at certain jobs that I've done I was just doing something that I really enjoyed and so what I found a really interesting thing to kind of come to terms with was when I had done certain things on paper, which I'm like, oh, you know, this is amazing. But then when I actually analyze how I feel in that setting or doing that thing, I am actually really kind of like insecure or I don't feel like I should be there or imposter syndrome comes. And obviously there's a lot to unpack with those feelings. It could be for a number of different reasons. But for me personally, what I found is that that normally does tend to happen when it isn't actually something that is for me. And it feels like I feel like I'm very in tune with intuition and gut feelings. And nine times out of 10, when I do feel like that it means that it might not necessarily be the right environment for me and that that's okay and that even if you know on paper someone's like oh well you've you know you've just done this or you you're here or you're there or wherever whatever the situation might be and that's what's being sort of praised or put on a pedestal externally nonetheless it's about how you feel there's no point someone getting you know this thing or that thing but then them they themselves not feeling comfortable or confident about it and so yeah what I found with my confidence definitely increasing more in the last couple of years is me actively listening to myself understanding okay what makes me feel good what doesn't make me feel good and essentially trying to like streamline my life in a way where I am surrounded by those good things obviously life is very unpredictable and bad and and chaotic and loads of things will always happen that was definitely a state that I was in you know, years ago where it just feels like there's so much that's going on and everything's out of your control. And then I think for me, where my confidence really grew is understanding that I actually am in control of what I do in my life and what I let in in my life. And, you know, some things maybe served me well in that time before, but actually now is not for me anymore. And it is affecting me in one way or the other. And so I, I think for anyone who, you know, is struggling with their confidence or, you know, is on their own journey, I would definitely recommend having a sit down and really analyzing the things, the people, you know, what you're bringing into your life. And that's kind of holistically, it's friendships. It's also, you know, like what you're eating. It's it's so many things. Are you going outside and get, getting fresh air? What are you consuming with? Are you waking up and going straight onto TikTok? These things, I think when we're younger and adults are like, oh, these things are bad for you. You're like, no, no, it's not that deep. But as I have gotten a bit, you know, older, I'm 24 now and I've, you know, I'm just learning. I'm like, oh my gosh, actually, if I do just go on my little walk during lunchtime, I feel more refreshed going onto my emails. Or actually, if I don't have it in me to do five dinners that week, maybe you just do two dinners and tell the other three people, can we do the week after and just kind of split up your time? Because ultimately, we are just who we are. You know, we're one person. There can be the person which, or the daring that, 
people know in a social setting or the Darren that's in meetings or the Darren's at work. But, you know, when the door shuts and you walk home, it's just you that you have. And I think that's why it's just really important for us to take care of us because that's what's going to then step out into the world. And if that is secure and, and happy and healthy, then it really does show hundred percent I resonate with so much you say and it is sometimes it is like such you know what we might deem as basic things like when you were saying about a walk I was like yes oh my gosh because you know I know the you know the difference in how I'm going to feel in a day if I get out for a walk if I don't get out for a walk and I think even sometimes if we know this stuff it's important to just have little check-ins with ourselves because all of a sudden you can be I don't know, I'm going to use a walk example, getting out for a walk every day and feeling really good. And then a week goes and it's raining and you're like, can't really be bothered, just want to sort of snuggle inside. And then you're sort of feeling not great. And you're like, I don't know why I'm not feeling great. And I think you've really said it perfectly, like getting to know yourself. What do you need? What works for you? What makes you feel good is so important in life. And I really hope anyone listening to this just takes a moment after this to just recognize like what makes them feel good um, and what doesn't as well. Yeah. And it's knowing your why as well, because so for so many people, it's going to be different. I, in particular, for example, enjoy running because I get endorphins. Other people enjoy it because it allows them to have clarity on what they're thinking about. Other people use it as a brainstorming session. So again, everyone's going to have their own reasons. And if it doesn't resonate with you, if someone's like, oh, I, I like running because I get to think through things. And then when you're doing it, you don't feel that that same feeling. You might then think, okay, right, well, no, that doesn't work for me. But actually, I think just trying out things. And as you say, learning more about yourself, understanding what works, what doesn't work, and having that why as your core that, you know, even if it is raining and you want to snuggle up, you're like, well, actually, this is going to help me have a more productive day or I'm going to feel better. And I think when that's really clear, that's where consistency and that's where routine really comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like looking ahead and going, I know right now it will feel good if I just, you know, sit on the sofa and watch some TV. But in, you know, looking ahead, it's going to feel better if I just get out for that five, 10 minute walk. Yeah. And a book that kind of talks about everything you just said and we've been talking about, Atomic Habits. That book honestly changed my life. I've heard about this book so many times, but I've never actually read it. So I'm taking this as my sign to actually read it now. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes so you can purchase it too if you're interested in reading it. If you do, please do let me know what you think and any little nuggets you take from it. And now let's go into my last question for Darren. What I really want to know, and I'm asking all my guesses, if someone's listening to this, if they're feeling stuck right now, if they're they just have like no idea what they're doing with their life. What three pieces of advice would you give them? So number one piece of advice would be for as much as possible and is in your control to do, to actually try out all of the things that you're considering or explore the things that are confusing you. So if you, for example, you've just graduated and you're wondering what career path to take and there's 
you know, four different options that you're having. Obviously, it might be quite difficult to get four jobs in those paths or whatever. But what you can do is maybe watch a podcast episode from someone who's doing the role or go onto LinkedIn and see if you can find someone who's doing that job and go for a coffee with them. But essentially try and explore and gain as much experience and understanding about the things that you're interested in to see yeah, which one does spark the most light in me and which one am I the most interested in? Because I find that, as we were saying, you know, lots of things on paper sound really, sound one way, but actually might be completely different for you as the individual. And so I think I would say definitely trying to explore as much as possible. That would be number one. Um, Number two would be to not underestimate the the value of networking and I always say networking is a really weird topic because it sounds quite like superficial or it sounds quite um transactional of like okay I want this to I want to understand this and a lot of people I think get it wrong where they think it's you go for a coffee with someone you basically like speak to them interview them and then like you never speak again but really what I've learned with networks are that it's it's those connections with people who yeah of course you're going to be interested in what they're doing or you know whatever reason it is that you want them in their network but then seeing who you genuinely connect with and align with and have those shared values with because those connections both on like a human level but also at a professional level you just never know where it will lead to. And again, it could be an individual who you meet for an insight into one role, but then just becomes a great friend. I've had so many situations of that. Or the other way where your friends end up then becoming someone that you end up working with. So I think networking is really great. Obviously, a lot of roles, especially in my industry, are who you who you know and those relationships and you know everything being genuine and authentic. And so I would say, again, if you can, like, just try and go out a bit more, put yourself out there, see who you meet and just be yourself in those situations because you just never know who you're speaking to or where where it could lead to. And then number three, you know, is trust. It's it's forever trust. It's that patience. It's the faith, as you were saying. I like I like this quote I heard recently and it was like, it's probably going to misquote it, but it was essentially like, the roads that lead to the prettiest like beaches or something or the prettiest places is never the highway like you have to take all these off-roads basically to like find these beautiful beaches and like you know when you think about it it's so true you don't just get off the end of a main road and you're suddenly at paradise you have to go down those bumpy hills you have to climb up the rocks to get to those places and when I think about it like that I'm like it's so true. It doesn't, you know, you will get to that destination. It could be up, down, left, right and centre, but it's knowing that your journey is your journey and to actually enjoy that journey. And again, it's when I think of, let's think of the visual of driving to a beach and going down these bumpy, rocky hills and roads. It's like, I still enjoy that. I'm looking out the window with anticipation, with excitement, like, oh, we're nearly here. Or, oh, what's that over there? And that's the same way that I think we should try and embrace this journey of life that we're on where, okay, we might be doing something that's different, but how amazing that I get to have this experience. What can I learn from this experience? How am I going to grow as a human in this experience? How am I going to grow maybe professionally in this experience? And then just see where that road leads you to. But I have no doubts... If you've got those intentions, you're putting in the work, 
you're you're doing all of these things you definitely will get that and if you don't get to what you have in your mind it's because something bigger and better is waiting for you well you've made me feel so motivated I'm like okay yes I've, I've got even more honestly you've got such a motivating energy to be around and I know hearing those things I I really think they're great advice and I hope for anyone listening you actually take those and just remind yourself of those honestly like snip that bit or like write it down and just have that there of like I love what you said in terms of like it's not the highway it's all the little streets and you know you end up going around down the wrong turning but then you turn again it's like you know all that and it's it's so true and I think so often we're just looking for like the final destination just like how do I get there how do I get there how do I get there and the the more we do that the more life is just passing us by because the everyday you know things that we're just not focused on yeah exactly I think we've just got to embrace it and I've recalled on some experiences in this but you know we all have our experiences and what I always say in in the moments where you're like oh but when someone else did it like this they got there or you know that when someone did it that way it led to this just reminding yourself of your own personal experiences where when things didn't work out in your mind but actually something better happened that you know things working out so I always do hold on to those proof points almost of like okay this is how it is and I love that you said about proof points because I'm always thinking about those and and sharing I think I learned that from you (laughs) I love it I really do love proof points so much and I'm always telling my clients about them, whether it's from their own life or from other people's journeys. And I know for myself, I have proof points where I've suddenly gone, hold on a sec, if they're achieving that, I think I might be able to too. So please do find some proof points of your own and you might even find them from some of these episodes. So if you do, please do let me know and share them with me. Thank you for listening to another episode of What Am I Doing With My Life with me, Alyssa Desai. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed listening to Darren's journey and all the amazing little words of wisdom that came from our conversation. Please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It means the absolute world to me and I would love to know how you found it. See you in the next episode.